From deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast. Brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas outdoor nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, speaker, blogger, podcaster. Man, am I excited that you're part of the show today. I am going to be doing another episode of Dustin's Mad Minutes and talking about, this is a solo show this time, talking about all kinds of things hunting and fishing related, especially fishing related in this episode, and uh, really, really excited to be back with you. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Thank you so much again for subscribing to the podcast. Thank you so much for telling a friend. Thank you so much for sharing the good word about the best of the outdoors and uh, telling people about the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation that they can download this show every two weeks and we continually have awesome new content for you. And I'm really hoping to give you a lot of value for this uh, podcast because I just have so much to share. You know, I love doing this show every two weeks. This, this is a blessing for me to be able to get in front of this microphone in front of my computer and uh, and do this podcast every couple of weeks. I do them every week, but man, I just I edit, post production, all that other stuff takes time. And uh, one of these days I'll get there, I'm pretty sure. But um, in this episode, we're doing it every two weeks right now, and uh, really enjoy having the chance to connect with you guys. I just rebuilt DustinsProjects.com. You can go check that out. Um, I just relaunched it this past week, uh, this past Monday, I think it was, and did a little Facebook note on that. And um, really excited about that. That kind of is a whole portal of all of my different outdoor activities with Texas Fishing Game and Mag and Prowler and um, my own stuff and just kind of all my hunting videos and blog and all that other stuff is linked up in there. So if you've not done so, head over to DustinsProjects.com. I have a newsletter you can sign up for. You get a free ebook uh, that I wrote. Uh, it's kind of a compilation of some of my best articles over the years and uh, keep you informed of what's going on there. I also have a new online store that I'm getting ready to launch here. I'm in the preliminary stages of it still for a client that I work for. And we're gonna, they have a retail store, kind of a retail store. They carry knives and stuff like that right now and outdoor sporting goods stuff. But we're going to also do uh, a need to online store for them um, and I'm, orchestrating that right now in the background so always busy always something going on and forgive my dog barking in the background <laughs> um this is in my home office so you know how that goes sometimes anyway really excited that you're taking the opportunity to join us and i am really excited about the opportunity i just had with the delacroix louisiana folks and uh, pelican roost lodge as well as louisiana fishing charters and uh, the Frontier Sales and Marketing Group, they hosted an event called the Confluence Writers Summit. And uh, this thing was absolutely amazing. I wanted to dedicate a whole show to that and then to another one of my passions. Obviously, Louisiana fishing is a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot you can take from Louisiana fishing and use in Texas, but also wanted to bring up some of the sponsors for that event. And then also later in the show, we'll talk about jug fishing for catfish, which is another one of my passions. As I'm recording this, I always record these a week before they release, and I'm recording this before we leave. I take my son Jackson to Lake Conroe, and uh, that's going to be a catfishing trip that we have for uh, big blues, big blue cats, and yellow cats, and channel cats. 
Uh, we catch fish from 40 to 60 pounds there without breaking a sweat. It's crazy. So anyway, I've got a lot going on there, and I will bring you a podcast uh, post that event to let you know. But bringing you this show, because I was editing the Matt Williams show that we did previous to this podcast releasing um, at that Delacroix event in Louisiana, and I actually caught a flight to and from New Orleans and was driven in and out of the Delacroix area. It's not a huge town, not a whole lot going on there, but um, had a lot of fun meeting a lot of different companies, and I wanted to bring you some of the sponsors of that event to kind of talk to you about you know some of the things that you can do in the outdoors some of the things that are uh possible and some of the products that are valuable and uh and of value and uh you know not the most expensive you're going to find on the market but they really really perform well and i want to definitely talk about that today too so jumping right in the confluence uh rider summit was back in um mid-November, and I'm releasing this beginning of December, so uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I really had a good time with uh, Brad and uh, Dennis, the guys that put the show together, this event, and uh, we went out and had uh, three sessions of fishing, two on one day and one on the other day. Um, it was a, uh, it was an awesome event. Basically we did a morning trip and the afternoon trip on one day. And then the next day we did a, um, morning trip that kind of bled into the afternoon and all those were fun. We had a, uh, contest that, um, EAA European American Armory Corporation was doing a, uh, shotgun giveaway for the, it's kind of a tournament for the most inches, uh, total cumulative amount of inches at the end. And, uh, the gal from, uh, that owns Texas saltwater magazine, Pam, uh, won a, um, uh, that shotgun. So I missed it by about 24 inches <laughs> because my fish weren't that big. So I didn't catch the big wonkers like I did at the, uh, burst media bash that I did, uh, back this summer. But I mean, we really had a lot of fun. I got to really educate myself on a lot of different products. And that's my goal is always to educate you in return for those, uh, the products that I see and tell you about them as a writer and a speaker and a podcaster and that kind of stuff that I do in the outdoor industry. So, um, first thing, first night that we had kind of the, um, showcasing of different products was the flying fishermen. These guys make some really cool sunglasses. They make neck gaiters or who rags, whatever you want to call them. Um, they've got a wide variety of those. They've got a wide variety of really cool sunglasses to protect your eyes. And, uh, they're very durable and they range from about 20 to $70 from what I learned. Um, I wear prescription sunglasses cause I wear pre prescription glasses, but really enjoyed my son even uses these glasses to put over his glasses cause he wears prescription glasses cause my wife and I both wear glasses and we knew eventually he didn't hear it, you know, uh, the vision stuff, but he loves these sunglasses. I love these sunglasses. They're great. Very affordable, you know, for a good pair of 20 to $70 sunglasses are really, really good. Um, you know, the flying fishermen, you can check those guys out. I also had Bubba Blade there and I've got to tell you a story about Bubba Blade. I've been an electric fillet knife guy for a long time. If you know me and know this podcast, we've done a lot of shows around uh, my fishing ministry, Crosswater Outfitters. I mentioned them, you know, in a lot of different podcasts. And I'm the fish fillet captain of Crosswater Outfitters, okay? The first time that they um, saw me uh, come to one of their events, this is way back five years ago in 2012. Uh, they basically said, Hey, um, you know, you want to come fillet fish? And I'm like, sure. So I brought my old fillet knife, my tournament angler, tournament choice, uh, Academy fillet knife. And, um, started filleting fish just like I knew what I was doing because it had been years since I had filleted fish. And they were like, I don't know who that Dustin guy is, but man, can he cut some fish? 
And I was like, that's what I want written across my tombstone one day, you know? <laughs> I don't know who that Dustin dude is, but man, could he fillet some fish. So um, I've been a fillet knife guy for a long time. I use an American Angler, typically, because they're a little more expensive. They're about 50 bucks or so. You can buy them on Amazon. And um, and they typically go through, uh, you know, they have these things called shark blades, which are kind of recessed um, skeletons of a fillet knife, basically. It's like a skeleton blade. You can look it up, shark blade, on American Angler's website. And uh, they've got a really interesting knife. Uh, knife and I really have always liked those fillet knives until I ran into I always had a friend in at Crosswaters that uh, would bring his bubble blade and they've been around for a number of years now but he'd always bring his his bubble blade and sit there and just clean catfish like nobody's business skinning them you know right there filleting them skinning them the whole nine yards right there with his bubble blade and he swore by that knife and I didn't realize until I started using one and I've used his before and I was like it's kind of cool but I didn't realize how well they keep their edge uh until I got in the uh the the fish cleaning party at uh Delacroix Louisiana just south of New Orleans for this event and um, so I got uh, basically got to cutting some redfish with a nine inch serrated blade and uh, would get through the rib bones and stuff like that, like butter, baby, like butter. It was great. And um, then I would do the finer work of the skinning and that kind of stuff with the bubble blade, just a regular uh, tapered seven inch. Uh, I've got to tell you, these knives hold their edge. I mean, there's something to be said. They're built as a saltwater fillet knife because there were so many knives that have let the inventor of this knife down. He wanted to make his own version of the fillet knife that was really, um, you know, second to none. And uh, I've, I've got to say, I've used a lot of fillet knives. I own a lot of fillet knives, and then I own some electric fillet knives too. And our fishing ministry on some too but you know um i've tried a lot of different ones out for electric like i said i love american angler but for just standard fillet knife i don't think it gets any better than a bubble blade i've used a lot of different blades on fish over the years folks so um definitely it's called the ultimate sportsman's knives they just recently got um purchased by a big company um that uh that does a lot of uh, other knives like uncle henry um they do uh, they do other knife companies and um and really have a, a lot of fun uh, getting to know the guys from Bubba Blade that were there uh, representing this company and uh, really enjoyed using one. And I'm going to get me some more Bubba Blades now that I know how good they are and uh, really a big, big fan of that fillet knife. So Daiwa was there. We had Daiwa rods, uh, Daiwa reels. They have freshwater and saltwater versions of the reels and um Fish with some of those uh, over the weekend, over the week that week, and uh, really enjoyed the smoothness of the casting, the smoothness of the the um, the reeling. You know, the whole process would normally would wear me out on a, on you know some of my old rods and reels was just seamless. You know, with uh, with a really high quality spinning reel, like a good opportunity to um, to go after a good quality reel. Uh, you're looking anywhere from you know seventy nine dollars on up for a good quality spinning reel. You can check out Daiwa Reels at your uh, local Academy Sports and Outdoor stores, and um, you know they've got really neat rods, really neat reels. I mean the 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 rods and reels that we fish with there that Daiwa brought to this uh, to this event were really high quality, and I would definitely recommend you check their stuff out for sure. Also, Marmot makes the uh, uh, jackets and outerwear. I have a Marmot um, nice uh, jacket for the uh, for the for the evenings, especially here in November and December when it's kind of cool. Uh, it's more of a windbreaker. It's a very very nice outerwear uh, jacket. I really enjoy wearing it and uh, really enjoy um, having that around. I, I wear a lot of other jackets, and this is probably one of the lightest, but one of the best. Um, 
I want to say insulated, but it keeps me really warm, but it doesn't feel heavy, you know, and that's the thing I really look like as a big guy around jackets, um, because I don't want to be weighted down, and this Marmot jacket I really uh, enjoyed having, and I received it at the event, and that was a lot of fun. Wanted to give a shout out to Louisiana Fishing Charters, because uh, Randall and the guys that uh, headed up this event were really, really nice to us. They really knew how to find the fish and where to find the fish. Uh, some places we were going with these bay boats that they had were, you know, 18 inches of water and uh, trimming the motor up and just praying that you don't get stuck. And one of the boats got stuck. It was it was kind of funny, but um, it was really a good opportunity to uh, to meet with a couple of fishing guys that really knew their stuff. I got to go out with three different guys, three different trips. Uh, twice in one day and one in the next and uh, really got on some good redfish. Now I've got three different videos that came out of this uh, trip that are on my GoPro. So you don't see an introduction, you just see straight fishing action. And uh, I'm going to have those up on my YouTube channel soon. If you're not subscribed and you're not subscribed with notifications on my YouTube channel, please do so. It's youtube.com. I think it's forward slash dwarnke, D-W-A-R-N-C-K-E. Um, the, basically my, uh, YouTube channel is Dustin Warnke, W-A-R-N-C-K-E. If you just type it into YouTube, you'll find me holding a big catfish. And that is my YouTube channel. I actually have two YouTube channels, but the one with all my videos, most of my videos is I uh, got to be uh, Dustin Warnke with the holding the big catfish uh, with the lake behind me. And, uh, I'm going to put those up probably in the next couple of weeks. I just need to get them reviewed by the Texas fishing game folks and make sure that that is uh, good to go. And uh, really enjoyed my time with these guys. I mainly got pictures of other people catching fish and I uh, got um, video of other people catching fish as well. But uh, really overall a great opportunity to get out there and uh, really learned a lot about boat maintenance. I learned a lot about, um, you know, just, just general things that come to mind when you're fishing, uh, especially out in the marsh where it's brackish water. We were catching largemouth bass. We were catching uh, redfish, rat reds, you know, small redfish, bull reds, you know, big redfish. Um, we caught a speckled trout or two as well, threw those in the box. And the funny thing with Louisiana and their game laws, and I talked about this in the running of the bulls podcast, they, they're pretty loose when it comes and pretty liberal, I should say, when it comes to, um, the, the amount of fish that you keep is pretty liberal. And also the amount of fish and how you, you take those fish, you can bowfish for redfish. I think it's one of the only States in the nation that you can bowfish for redfish. Um, but you know, you can keep certain redfish, certain size, I think it's 27 inches or, or more. You get to keep one and then you get to keep up to, up to four or five total per person. If it's underneath 27 inches with their law and, um, you know, we mainly kept the small ones to eat, and we had a fantastic uh, five-star uh, restaurant that we went to and had a five-course meal there. James Beard Award-winning restaurant. And uh, really had a lot of fun hanging out with those guys, and uh, that was the last night that we were there. And they actually cooked the redfish that we caught that day. And the day before that, we uh, had redfish dip. Uh, the, the Pelican Roost Lodge made us redfish coupion, which if you've never had redfish coupion, it's kind of like a fish covered in a tomato sauce. And there's a lot of ways that you can do it wrong. <laughs> and I, it was myself, uh, from Texas fishing game, waving the colors there. It was the Louisiana sportsman guys that were there. And those are Cajuns Vaughn Cajuns right there. Uh, and then it was the guys from the Texas saltwater magazine, Texas saltwater fishing magazine, uh, Pam and Everett that were there. And uh, really, you know, it was just really three magazines, so it was a relatively small event with all of us. But, you know, it was interesting to see 
the way that uh, the, they, you know, the Cajuns there appreciated Cajun food. If you know Cajun food well, and I'll get off on a tangent here, so forgive me. Uh, Cajun food's not designed to be hot when it's really authentic Cajun food. It's designed to be flavorful. So that's the one thing I learned about food in Cajun world is that it's not always designed to be hot and, you know, uh, caliente, you know, um, for lack of a better word, you know, just extremely, you know, spicy. It's, uh, it's supposed to, you know, be a flavorful and have that zest to it, but not necessarily to be so spicy. And I didn't really understand Cajun food to that level before, but, uh, between the restaurant that we ate and, uh, that was called, um, uh, Petois, and that's what we had that night of, um, uh, the last night we were there, Thursday night we were there, and then we left on a Friday. Uh, that was just incredible, and we had a redfish on at the Pelican Roost Lodge, and then we had, um, redfishes with pork belly for the food that we had as a main course, and then we had redfish, uh, dip, like, um, you know, redfish, what would you call it, uh, redfish, um, yeah, redfish dip, basically, uh, the night that, uh, that we had the dinner and I mean, it was fantastic. So, I mean, it's, there's nothing like fresh fish, but I mean, when it is, uh, used in fantastic recipes, when it is used by award-winning chefs, when it is used by award-winning lodges and stuff like that, it just doesn't get any better than freshness mixed with great culinary arts. And, uh, that's what we really experienced here at this event. So moving right along on the sponsors of this event, I wanted to also talk about the boomerang tool company. They make, some uh, some line snips and uh, and a bunch of other different tools and that kind of stuff. The Boomerang Tool Company, but they make a wide variety of different tools that are um, very usable in the world of of fishing. And uh, you know, like I say, we got three different types of line snips that they actually imprinted the Texas Fishing Game logo on. And I just got back from dropping those off to. Um, to Artie and Roy, the owners of the magazine, so they can check those out and uh, possibly order some more. But they really had some really great um, tools and, and, and things that you would use when you're fishing um, as far as those kind of products go. These uh, particular tins, uh, snips, the line snips that they had, will actually clip onto your belt and have a lanyard like you're using a lanyard that's retractable. So basically you expand it or retract it as you need it, just like you would pliers or anything else. Um, to cut your line and they retract back on your belt or your pocket or wherever you have them clipped. So that's really cool. I really enjoyed hanging out and seeing some of that stuff. Also, I can't, I can't forget to mention Z-Man. Z-Man, the science and art of fishing. Uh, Z-Man lures and soft plastics. Man, uh, they sponsored our uh, event that we did back in um, for the Burst Media Bash. They sponsored that event. And I got to meet Daniel Nussbaum, who's one of the head people, and then Jonathan Zucker, who's one of the guys that is the actual head Swiss cheese president of the board of all the different Z companies that I forget what the parent company is called, but got to fish with them a little bit and got to uh, learn some more about their products. Man, if you've ever wanted a bag of soft plastics to last you the entire year, uh, they have minnows, they have shrimp, they have um, plastic um, uh, trout tricks, which are kind of the plastic trout, trout soft plastics, and um, for for speckled trout, and they just have a wide variety of different you know uh, baits. And we were fishing with um, one of their new colors called the iguana daiquiri, <laughs> and that goes back to the Burst, Louisiana. Uh, iguana daiquiri uh, place that I forgot to mention of the last podcast. Literally a wall of daiquiris when you walk in. It was a bar. They had a drive-through, and it was all daiquiris all the time. And uh, just had a wall f- 
full of daiquiris and little daiquiri machines. You basically would go in there and get what you wanted and go out there. And, and it was just neat. I just thought it was a, an amazing event, uh, that event was. But um, they came up with a color, and I don't know how they came up with this, but they called it the Iguana Daiquiri in memory of that place or in, uh, in uh, honor of that place, I should say. And it's kind of like a pink and green, a pink and chartreuse kind of color. It's... Um, it's really a neat uh, color, and you can check those out at your local sporting goods stores or online uh, at Z-Man's website. And uh, I really, really enjoyed um, hanging out with those guys and caught a couple of nice redfish with, uh, with the iguana daiquiri colors. So that's definitely a winner. So also wanted to mention Arctic Ice. Uh, met the guy, one of the partners for this company. And what this basically is, it's kind of like, you know, the old school ice packs that you get. But these are kind of a hard container that contains a um, uh, chemical in it that basically keeps your food colder longer. And the nice thing that I like about this is you don't have to use so much ice. As sportsmen, we all go through a lot of ice. And I know I certainly do. And uh, to keep your food cold, they have three different types of products for keeping your food frozen, keeping your food food. Um, you know, uh, extra cold or just generally cold. And uh, whether you're drinking beer or soda or water or whatever, you know, having cold drinks is, is such a big important thing. Keeping your fish and your game um, nice and uh, and cool is important as well. So uh, we used those in our coolers while we were hanging around fishing these this last couple of weeks. And uh, um, I'm really a fan because they don't leak. They don't have bad, um, you know, runoff like you do with ice. Uh, they keep your stuff colder longer. They keep ice longer. So especially if you use a Yeti or any kind of extreme ice chest, I use a Frio. Um, I bought my dad a South Jetty cooler. They're, they're another, you know, extreme ice chest brand. All of them claim that they can keep your ice colder longer, you know, and I've, I've been a part of tests and all kinds of different things that test, you know, if the ice stays colder longer in this one or not. This product though, Arctic Ice is relatively affordable. It's uh, durable. It, it's got a, a dang near, uh, um, you know, indestructible, uh, unless you really poke it with something, you know, or prod it with something that's, uh, that's sharp, you know, it's pretty, it's going to last for years and years and, uh, and not fail on you, uh, because it's got a really strong dexterity to it. Uh, it's a really, uh, really cool thing. So, and I just like the idea of keeping my stuff colder longer, not having to go through as much ice you have to pay for, it, you got to buy it by the bag. I mean, not all of us have ice machines and that kind of stuff where we can just get as much ice as we want, but this keeps things drier and cleaner and everything like that longer. I especially bring up Arctic ice when it comes to hunting. Because one of the things that I, I kind of got chastised for on my last hunting trip was uh, quartering deer because it's been so darn hot here in Texas. It's been about, um, you know, uh, upper 80s degrees in some, some parts of early November. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we're down in the 40s right now, but the high is still in the 70s. So it's not really a good time of the year to, to, uh, to hang your deer uh, unless it starts getting down in the 30s and 40s. Jacket weather, you know, for sure is when you really do that. So... Um, these, uh, Arctic ice, uh, packs really pack a punch when it comes to keeping your ice, uh, you know, keeping you away from having to use a lot of ice because what you want to do and what I got chastised from getting back to that, uh, at the, uh, at the event that I was at back in, um, uh, not an event, but I went hunting, uh, beginning part of November 
And, uh, you know, well, you're not supposed to let your eyes, your, your game meat, your pig or your deer or whatever soak in water. You know, you're not supposed to let it soak in ice water. You're supposed to keep that water drained. And uh, if you go to any restaurant and whatnot, it's all about dry aging or dry curing or uh, keeping the meat dry while you get until you get it to a processor, until you get to the final processing of that meat. This product really helps out well with keeping that kind of stuff in check, with keeping something cool and cold without keeping it wet, you know. And yeah, there's going to be some condensation, but it's not like going to be soaking in ice water. If you put some, uh, and I talked to the owner of this company. Um, uh, one of the owners, and he, he puts a low, layer uh, below, like, you know, the, the base of the ice chest, puts the meat in, and then um, and then he takes the meat and uh, puts the meat in, and then does another layer up top. So basically it's sandwiched in by these Arctic Ice Packs. And uh, really a fan of them. You can check out their website. Just Google Arctic Ice, and make sure you spell it correctly, because I did not. A-R-C-T-I-C-I-C-E. Arctic Ice. So Arctic Ice is the way it's supposed to be spelled. I was looking up online and I was just typing in A-R-T-I-C and I'm like, it's not coming up for me. And duh, I missed, there's two C's in Arctic. So that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, also ran into Spro. They uh, make uh, a lot of really cool baits, especially for freshwater and uh, bass baits and those kind of things. Topwater frogs, so many different things. Crankbaits, lipless, uh, square bills. Uh, rattle baits, I mean, all kinds of different stuff I walked away from that event with and uh, really was educated. SPRO stands for Sports Professionals. You can check those guys out. I'll have links to all this in the show notes. And um, connected with SPRO is also Gamagatsu, and obviously it's a hook company. Uh, a lot of lures carry Gamagatsu hooks. They're really popular. They're really neat um, hooks, and they have a lot of really cool, um, cool types of hooks. Uh, the last fishing podcast that I did by myself was the running of the bulls. We talked about Mustad having, uh, these weighted belly hooks that you use for swim baits. And really, uh, Gamagatsu has hooks like this too. What I really like about these hooks is they have a, um, you know, a, a lead belly to them, or, you know, a, a basically, a. uh, and it's hard to explain on, on a podcast, but uh, they have basically a weighted weighted part of the shank of the hook. And uh, so that kind of puts the, the belly of the swim bait, you know, down and it, it allows you to swim that swim bait better. Uh, especially compared with a Z-Man, uh, Z-Man uh, soft plastic like a minnow. Uh, fantastic for a swim bait. Uh, and it's weighted and ready to cast out and everything like that. You don't have to add any weight to it. Uh, it's a hook with a weight already built into the bottom of it. So you can uh, swim your swim baits a little bit easier. And uh, like I say, Z-Man, I've got to say soft plastics, they last forever. Um, they, they don't last forever, but they last a lot longer than a lot of the soft plastics that I've, uh, I've encountered, uh, where the bass will bite a tail off of it, or the bass will bite a, um, you know, uh, bite it in half or whatever the case may be. We were catching fish and just fish are just rough on these baits. And, uh, and it was not tearing up the bait at all. Uh, and it, they have this thing called last tech technology. And, uh, it, it's really, really, you can stretch one out to two feet, um, and let it go and it'll come back to its original form. I mean, the Z-Man stuff is great. So Gamagatsu hooks with Z-Man baits, hard to beat. Um, those, those, uh, weighted, um, 
hooks for the uh, for the swim bait are really cool, and uh, there's a lot of really cool things Gamagatsu makes. Uh, circle hooks, kale hooks. I'll talk more about that a little bit later in the show when I talk about uh, jug fishing. But really have a lot of fun uh, fishing with Gamagatsu stuff, and then spro lures as well. And then last but not least on my list is the Habo um, brand. I got to hang out with those guys for a while. That's a clothing brand, very similar to a lot of clothing brands on the market today that have a lot of um, a lot of really neat, um, really neat designs in their clothes. The way that they do their lettering and their logos and that kind of stuff built into the fabric. Um, they're they're I really enjoy. It. I'm wearing one of their shirts right now. It's a blue. Um, long sleeve uh, button down shirt and it's really a comfortable shirt I really enjoy wearing it it's a lot of fun to um, to go fishing in. and this is almost as nice as a dress shirt so I wore it to church the other day <laughs> and uh, wear it uh, to Thanksgiving and uh, and I just wear it all the time I love this shirt so they make that they've got a hooded um, pullover performance t-shirt um, and not a t-shirt but it's a performance fishing shirt long sleeves uh, kind of a hoodie, but it's not really a, a sweatshirt or a uh, jacket uh, hoodie. It's basically just a, a, a long sleeve um, shirt with a performance fishing shirt with uh, with a um, with a hood on it. So it's kind of cool. And uh, definitely wanted to give a shout out to Marine Metal Products as well. They were part of the event. Um, had some stuff there. I, I just can't say thank you enough to um, Jeff and Dennis. Uh, I'm sorry, not Jeff, Brad and Dennis, forgive me, um, for putting this event on and for Frontier Sales and Marketing for hosting the event. And uh, Pelican's Roost Lodge is actually a big barge and uh, the sleeping quarters and everything like that and restrooms and showers and everything like that are on it. It's uh, connected to a... Um, to a uh, to, to land. I mean, obviously, it's not a it's a floating barge, but it's basically connected to land, and uh, it is owned by a guy that's got uh, a lot of different a lot of good taste. It's for certain because they're uh, they're uh, the kitchen, the galley, the um, the. The, the tables, everything was done in Cyprus. There was a big screen TV in there. There's a library. I mean, there's a little bit of everything. I'll try to post a picture in the show notes, but it was just an incredible uh, lodging experience. And the food was absolutely amazing. I mean, I say that I, some people say I'm easily amused, right? Some people say that I get excited easily. Now that may be true, but uh, I know good food when I see it, and I've eaten a lot of lodges and stuff like that with the food subpar. This was absolutely incredible. So a big shout out to the Pelicans Roost Lodge for that, and uh, enjoyed allowing the guys allowed me to clean some fish with those bubble blades. So I was really excited about that because nobody else was jumping in there to do it. So I was like, let me roll up my sleeves and get out of here and clean some fish. So I really enjoy cleaning fish though. So as weird as that sounds, but uh, I'll talk about that some more in a minute. So big thank you all to. Um, the Confluence Rider Summit event uh, for um, the guys that were a part of it. And uh, just a big shout-out to all the sponsors that made that possible. And I wanted to definitely give a shout-out to some of those companies that made that show possible, made that event possible, rather. And uh, really, uh, like I say, I've got the videos. The video will have uh, sponsors, uh, the, all the sponsors of the event and the, in a spreadsheet that I built. Not a spreadsheet, like a, a collage of different sponsor logos that I built uh, for the video. So you get to see that. So moving right along, I wanted to talk a little bit about jug fishing for catfish because it is that time of year for my fishing ministry. We engage in early December, typically middle of January. But this year, I don't know if I'm going to make it because... Our events are always when I leave for SHOT Show, so that's kind of a pain. But 
Um, anyway, I'm looking forward to the event this weekend uh, that I'm recording this show, and I'll give you a report the next show of how we did. Uh, we typically pull in 40 to 60 pound blue cats without breaking a sweat every single trip we make, and I've done this. I want to say it's about four years in a row now that I've done the December Conroe trip that we do on uh, Lake Conroe, where the Bassmaster Classic was held this year, as a matter of fact. What a small world. Um, but that place is loaded full of big catfish and we never keep the big ones. A lot of them are egg laden females. So we let them go. Um, and we let them, uh, let them spawn and do their thing. They're the matriarchs and patriarchs that make all the big fishing possible and all the little fishing possible. So I wanted to definitely disclose that when I talk about catching 40 to 60 pound catfish, they're not that good to eat that big anyway. You got to make little catfish nuggets out of all of them. If they're dying or on death's door, uh, we typically, you know, take those catfish and, uh, and, and make use of them. But, uh, as far as keeping them to eat, we only keep the little ones that are maybe 10 pounds or less, um, and let the ones that are 20 pounds or over go. Um, we'll catch some yellow cats. We'll catch some channel cats, uh, eater size, but we typically at these events that we do in the winter, uh, let those big, big, big boys go. Um, because they're just a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to catch again over and over again. So, uh, so basically the, the precept of jug fishing is you have a pool noodle, um, jug. That's what we use. A guy by the name of Mudcat. He lives on Lake Conroe or around Lake Conroe. And, um, he makes flagging jugs. So what this is basically is a piece of PVC pipe that goes through the middle of a pool noodle, which is usually white. And uh, inside that PVC pipe is a piece of rebar or a you know egg sinker or something like that that basically slides to the top or slides to the bottom when you hold it you know to the top or the bottom. And basically um, what it does is you lay your jug sideways, you lay your jug uh, flat on the water, um, and then when a fish hits it or a fish, you know, strikes at the bait underneath it, it flags the jug up, turning the, turning the, uh, jug, you know, um, uh, up and down instead of, you know, uh, left and right sideways. Um, it turns the jug up and down, the jug tilts and the, the piece of weight or rebar or whatever's in the middle of the, um, the inside of the plastic, uh, goes from one, one end to the other and it flags. So that's why we call those flagging jugs or mug cat flagging jugs. You can look those up on the internet pretty easily. Uh, I like to use a Mustad or Gamagatsu hooks, circle hooks or kale hooks. We basically put three or so. You can do up to five, I think, with the state of Texas, but we put three uh, lines coming off of that main line for that jug. It's really, uh, you know, strong trot line style, um, you know, uh, uh, line that we use so it's really good stuff um and what you use is the same things you use to make a trot line you can buy a trot line kit at the store and make these jugs yourself i even saw academy has some jugs available that you can purchase uh these the, the uh with the pvc in it and you can get those and then rig them up with uh three three hooks i don't recommend more than three hooks because you can get a hook through a finger really easily you can get a hook through your leg through your arm whatever easily when you have more than three hooks to keep up with and it's a very communal sport the reason i say that is because the um, people that go through and uh, and do it typically like to bring a team with them and they don't like to do it alone. It's a community sport. So typically if you have three people in a boat and a driver, you typically have one person responsible for each hook. You cut up some cut shad or uh, we'll talk some more about bait here in just a minute and you basically just uh, baited those lines, throw it out there, put your jug sideways in the water and when that fish hits it, it goes up and down. Uh, it flags and uh, that's how you know you caught a fish. Typically, this is the time of year we like to fish for this. This time in the springtime. We do crosswater events in March, October, 
uh, December, January, um, and those are kind of the main months we do that. If you do it during the hot months where it's really blooming hot outside, the fish can die because they're not in the thermocline where they, where they feel comfortable. Uh, and they run out of oxygen and they just die. That's kind of the way that works. So if you have an issue with, um, you know, with not, not, it's too cold or whatever, we try to go when it's pleasant. It's going to be really pleasant this weekend, but uh, try not to go when it's too ridiculously cold. But the catfish love the cold at Lake Conroe for sure. And then that's where we catch the really big ones. And then the smaller catfish we catch on Lake Belton. We fish uh, Lake Buchanan. Some big ones on Lake Buchanan too, I must say. And uh, and then we typically fish uh, this Lake Conroe in East Texas. So two events typically there. Um, and Belton, that's where the ministry is based. It's, it's run by Hope for the Hungry, which is a um, uh, parent ministry to a lot of different ministries that spin off from it. So there's that. Two events in Belton, one event in Conroe, uh, one event on LBJ or Buchanan usually a year, sometimes two, and then one event, uh, like I said, in Conroe. So there, we, we stay busy year-round basically preparing for these things because a lot of work goes into it. But the basics of jug, jug fishing are, are really simple. You just have a pool noodle with a PVC pipe, you have your line, and you have a weight. And the, typically the way we use weight for a jug line is uh, wrapping around and tying off uh, a one pound dumbbell from Academy. And usually the only colors that you can find sometime are pink or purple. <laughs> so you kind of have to, uh, to be resourceful there if they're, if they're different colors and, uh, there's nothing wrong with a pink uh, barbell you can use for, uh, for a weight. You can obviously use a sinker or, you know, anything like that. Uh, but you want something that's at least about a pound that'll, that'll weigh it down real well, maybe two pounds. Uh, and you basically set out your jugs. I try to set them between 12 feet and 24 feet on a lot of cases. River channels, river channels and that kind of stuff are the best places for them. Um, you want to try to lay in the river channel, uh, lay your jugs in the river, river channel if possible, if it's on a big main lake area. Uh, but you know, close to shore drop-offs, those kind of things are not bad places to get catfish as well. So you have a lot of fun, you know, in a lot of different ways doing, uh, doing, it's more of a community sport than anything. Like I said before, uh, I, we like to use cut shad. And like I said, I get back to bait here. Uh, the bait I'm getting ready to use for Conroe, cause we don't have any shad on the boat that I'm on this, this weekend is I'm going to do hot dogs. I get bar S the most expensive hot dogs are 99 cents a piece. No, I'm just kidding. They're not very expensive. They're uh, 99 cents for a pack of, I think, six of them. And uh, you basically cut those up, and I like to soak them in Kool-Aid. I've got fruit punch Kool-Aid this week, and then I've got some garlic. And that may sound like a gross combination, but the catfish love it. And uh, so uh, that's what we're going to do for catching some eating size ones. And then we're going to bring our cast net out there and hopefully catch some catfish uh, off a of cut shad. Cut shad is what the big ones like. Uh, I know that for a fact. Now, the one thing on Lake Conroe for sure is that a lot of uh, a lot of the old timers there, like Mudcat, like to use beef hearts. Uh, they stick on a lot better than they're more like a steak consistency, and they'd stick on a lot better. Uh, as a tough uh, muscle of a of a byproduct of a of a pig or a deer or a, or a cow. Um, you basically, uh, cut that up and, uh, I like to soak it in something. You can even use a niece. If I have some, I probably will throw it in my concoction tonight. Uh, cause that's a good attractor for a niece. You know, you use a niece for cooking cookies and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's kind of an old, old, old spice, um, or old cooking, uh, um, additive. But, um, you know, I like to use garlic. I like to soak that in, uh, soak those hot dogs in garlic. I like to soak those hot dogs along in, um, uh, 
you know, some water and some, and mix together some dry uh, Kool-Aid mix. And man, it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun catching them that way. You can usually catch sometimes three to a jug. Most of the time, you catch one to a jug, um, and it really just depends on how the fish are biting. The nice thing about the jug, uh, the way that it's set up, is you have three different heights. So you know if you're catching them on a hook number one, they're high. If you want to catch them on hook number three, they're low. If you catch them on hook number two, they're in the middle. So it's a really simple way. And it's a good way to catch a lot of fish. A lot of guys say, I want to have a fish fry and I want to go catch a lot of fish in a short amount of time. Jug fishing is the way to do it. Hard to beat catfish as far as table fare goes. And uh, we have fish fries every time we do one of these crosswater outfitter events. And uh, my goodness, man, I can't begin to tell you, you know, the amount of fish that we catch and clean. I mean, with that, with maybe 20 of us there uh, out of an entire week and we may clean two to 300 fish. I mean, but that's considering everybody, you know, is participating and, uh, and everybody takes fish home. Nothing goes to waste, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, really a lot of fun jug fishing. Those are the basics, uh, basic steps of them. Basically you have your, your pool noodle and your, and your floating, um, your floating PVC, you have your line, you have your weight at the bottom, you have your three hooks in the middle. And, um, you basically just, you can look up online, mudcat flag flagging jugs to go buy your own. Cause it's cheaper even to buy from him. Then that's just the way what we found in the, uh, in the life with, um, with uh buying the, our own stuff and making our own stuff it's basically cheaper to buy them already made so if you can find flagging jugs somewhere especially from mudcat's website uh mudcat uh flagging jugs but um they're they're cheaper to to buy already fixed for you and i think he sells a dozen for i forget how much but he, he usually sells them a dozen or half a dozen at a time and it's always good to buy one because you may lose one you may uh uh, one may get drug away by a big fish and never seen again and that kind of stuff. You always want to have backups. It's always some good advice to have. So that is all for this day's podcast. And I want to thank you so much again for tuning in. We're at about 40 plus minutes right now. So I'm not going to make this long as, as we typically go an hour uh, to, uh, to, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. So we'll probably be right at the 45 minute mark or so today. Um, really excited that you took the opportunity to download the show, to uh, stream it online, however you're listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or your favorite podcast player, whether that's iTunes, RSS Radio is the one that I use, um, or any podcast uh, listening device that you have out there as far as your phone app goes. Um, you can download us and take us on the road with you or take us to the gym with you or take us out walking your dog or doing your yard or whatever. Uh, we're just happy to be along for the ride, man. So uh, if you're not done so already, please subscribe to our magazine. It is pretty inexpensive to subscribe for a year or two. We were having a Black Friday sale here right after Black Friday, and um, there's really some good opportunities there to hang out and uh, read the magazine every month as it comes out. Um, also, please be sure to uh, subscribe to our newsletters. You can do that at fishgame.com. That's fishgame.com. Uh, that is really easy. We have the Tuesday Tactical and Practical, Wednesday Wildlife Wednesday, and Thursday Texas State of the Outdoor Nation, which is really a good newsletter that kind of combines everything from the previous two. So uh, really looking forward to that and bringing more sponsors above. Also, I wanted to also mention that we're going to do a um, – bit of a format change around SHOT Show and there's only got one more episode between here and SHOT Show. Actually maybe two more episodes between here and SHOT Show. What we're going to do is do some little 10 minute maybe a little bit longer uh, podcast at SHOT Show. I'm going to buy a new microphone so I don't have to load my whole podcast studio along with me to go to uh, 
to uh, Vegas, but basically we're going to show up there and do some uh, some quote-unquote live podcast broadcast, uh, daily summaries of what we find at SHOT. Chester's going to be there with me, and we're going to basically knock out uh, a few shows that way, and that'll kind of give you your dose of uh, what we see at SHOT Show of interest to you, the hook and bullet crowd out there um, for fishing and hunting. Um, and I really look forward to doing that. So thank you so much again for watching, reading, and listening, and have an awesome day in the outdoors. We'll see you next time.